grab your wine, put your headphones on and relax. Let's rip open the cover of the sealed section. Welcome to After Dark with Louise Wilkinson. Brought to you by Flirt Adult Store Hamilton. Well, I know it's certainly well documented that the gym and exercise is an important part of being healthy and vital. But I'd like you ladies to consider the last time that you exercised your vagina. Yes, that's right. When was the last time you did your pelvic floor exercises? Well, Nikki from Flirt is tonight going to be talking about Kegel balls and the benefits of our pelvic floor working the way that it should. Make sure that you stay tuned for that. Gabrielle Laurie, our resident sex and relationships therapist, will be talking about gender roles and how they can work for us or against us in the bedroom. And finally, Timberlina, our queen of the Newcastle drag scene, will be along with her special brand of drag therapy. That's all coming up tonight. I'm Louise Wilkinson and you're listening to After Dark on Newcastle Live Radio. Fancy a quickie? Nikki from Flirt Adult Store joins us with this week's hot sex toy tip on Quickie with Nikki on After Dark. Now, if you are of the female persuasion, you will have heard the term pelvic floor exercises. But why do we do them? And what is the benefit of it? And particularly if you have had children or, you know, you're getting to a certain age, then they become a little bit more important. And today we're going to be talking about how Kegel exercises can help your sex life. Nikki, welcome back to After Dark. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited to talk about this one because it is so important Mm. that everybody take note and listen and start Kegeling. Yes. Okay. So can you just explain what Kegel exercises are and what the benefits are for women? So Kegel balls are designed to directly target your pelvic floor muscles. They are not only pleasurable to wear, but they are also much beneficial to your vagina's health. Mm. When you pelvic, when you do your pelvic floor muscles, they will become tighter over time mm. as the weight of the balls can help with your tightening and reduce bladder incontinence. So a lot of people um, after having babies get a little bit of a weak bladder. I call it peezing where you have to kind of cross your legs and you sneeze and a little pee comes out. <laughs> so the whole idea to keep a ball is when you um, drop the ball on your pelvic floor, it tightens, it makes it contract. Yeah. So over time, you're building that muscle to lessen those um, peeing incidents, which yeah. I'm, I'm, happens to me all the time. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. It's terrible, but it does. It does, yeah. yeah. And so a Kegel ball is basically a ball that you insert into your vagina and you can do this at any time of the day, can't you? Yeah, I do mine on a morning walk. I feel it works best if you're moving around. So I just use a little lubricant, pop it in so I don't have any discomfort. Mm. I go for my morning walk in the morning. I leave them in for about 15 minutes because I only walk 15 minutes because I'm a bit lazy. Yeah. But I do my 15-minute walk and I'm and I'm trying to hold those in so they're actually contracting the muscles. You can do them vacuuming. You can do them on a kid's school run. As long as you've got movement and, and your body's trying to hold them in is the way that you're going to see the most benefits from Kegeling. Right. Now, there is a school of thought that um, Kegeling can also improve your sex life. 100%. It Mm. does. 
because the muscles become tighter, it can actually have much stronger orgasms and it can make the area feel a little bit more tighter than usual. So it is so beneficial to your health life, uh, to your sex life, to have a healthy vagina. Mm, 100%. Okay. So, well, as women, we yeah. go to the gym, we work on our arms, our abs, we try and grow that booty, but everyone forgets about the vagina, which is the most important muscle, I think, in our body. And that's, you do your kegels, you know, we're, we're women because we have vaginas. We want to make sure that they're all nice and healthy, all nice and tight. There's so many benefits to it. So I am an avid fan of kegling. There's lots of different packs that you can get. You can start off with one ball. You can start off with two balls. And you're designed to go up and up and up in a weight so they get heavier. Right, yeah, so that the muscle works harder. And you're exactly right. I mean, I'm, I'm sitting here with a smile on my face because, yeah, of course, we go to the gym – Right, because, you know, for ourselves, obviously, in our own health. But yep. also, you know, we want to look hot, you know, when we go out on a date and, the, you know, with the dress and all of that sort of stuff. And let's face it, you know, because, you know, want a little bit of a roll in the hay. So, you know, we're working mm-hmm. on, our, on our biceps, but we want to make yep. sure that the vagina does get the benefit of the hot sex. Exactly. That is. Exactly. <laughs> And that's it. No one thinks about the vagina. They think, oh, yeah, it's all good. I don't have to do anything. And then over time, I even say to young girls that come into the store, even in their 20s, start doing it now. The health benefits that you're going to have pre-birth, after birth, and when you're a little bit older are going to be so important if you start early. Mm, I wish that someone had told me in my 20s to start doing it. I honestly wish they did because it is so beneficial to have a nice, healthy, tight vagina. You have better orgasms. It's great for incontinence. You don't pee when you sneeze. (laughs) Nothing like that happens. But it's also just a lot more comfortable for sex anyway. You get much better orgasms. Yeah, I love that. Okay. Now, Flirt have uh, a whole range of uh, Kegel balls for purchase on either the website Mm -hmm. or in store, don't they? Yeah, we do. We've got singles, we've got packs of six, we've got ones that go up in weight. There is definitely a Kegel ball or a Kegel ball set for everyone. So if you guys pop into your local Flirt adult store on 90 Beaumont Street, speak to our amazing, friendly and knowledgeable staff. We will get the exact right Kegel Ball kit for you. And if you use the code LIVE30, you are also going to get 30% off. And that works best for people that are at home if they want to do it on the internet or if you are able to pop into store. So we've got a great discount for you guys so you guys can start your vagina health journey today. Love it. Love it. It should be on the New Year's resolution list, I think, Nikki, because we all sign up for the gym. So this is the gym for your vagina. Get into Flirt Adult Store and get your Kegels and use that code to get 30% off. Nikki, thank you so much for joining us once again on After Dark. No worries. We all know the brain is the biggest sex organ, so it's no wonder there's a fair bit of psychology behind our sexual practices. Our resident sex and relationships therapist, Gabrielle Laurie, helps us navigate our way around the bedroom, or whichever room takes your fancy. What head are you thinking with on After Dark? Well, it is my pleasure to welcome back Gabrielle Laurie, our resident relationships and sex therapist, back to After Dark. How are you this evening? 
Always happy to see you. Absolutely. Same here, my friend. Now, today we're diving into a subject that it seems fairly obvious. And this is what I love about uh, our chats is that we know they're there and we're familiar with the concept, but we don't really think about how that might uh, impact our sex lives. And today we're going to be talking about how gender stereotypes can positively and negatively affect our sex lives, which is something I'm really interested to delve into because, you know, I haven't really thought about how this might affect my sex life and I'm sure everyone out there is going "Mm, haven't really stopped to think about that so that's what I love about you Gabrielle you are the thinking man's crumpet (laughs) (laughs) I love that wow I'll have to tell my partner you will you will absolutely yes you All right. So, okay, let's talk about gender stereotypes in general, first of all. Okay. So we all know that if you are conditioned in your family and, you know, by the movies and media and advertising to be more a stereotypical male, then you'll probably be Um, either the strong silent type or the dominating alpha male and very assertive or um, that you'll be expected to be, you'll expect yourself or or feel pressured to be fearless, um, you know, take the lead, uh, courageous, um, never cry, never insecure, never show your feelings, all of that stuff. If you're a stereotypical female or conditioned from your family of origin to be one and then the movies and the music and advertising has affected you, then you'll be maybe feel like you have to show your maybe your helpless side or not not be too intelligent around men in case they get turned off or make them feel like the boss or the hero. You'll be feel like you should be very petite or have to be skinny all the time or um, and that maybe you've got to be defer to his decision making and you know not be as assertive, very submissive. So yeah, if you're trapped in any of those stereotypes, um, I can tell you the positive and negative effects that it might have on your sex life. Okay, with the clients over the years. Yeah, that sounds really interesting. Uh, yeah, and I'm, I'm noticing some of those those things with myself. Uh, not that not that there's a, um, a power imbalance at all in my relationship, but from my conditioning, uh, my, uh, you know, my father and, and my mother were, you know, from Northern England and had very uh, traditional um, roles in terms of in terms of male and female. And, uh, you know, there are certain things that even now, uh, you know, I know my partner's laughed at me because uh, I don't know how to change a light globe very well and that's because of my conditioning because my dad was like, no, you're a girl, you don't have to know that stuff. So <laughs> <laughs> oh, my ears are certainly yeah. pricked up. I'm ready. <laughs> well, I think we're all affected, uh, you know. Uh, I, you know am reluctant now that my little boy is older to still dress him in pink and I'm going, what is that? Even though I I don't want him to be limited by gender stereotypes, I'm also worried he could get 
picked on or, yep. you know, and it's terrible. So, you know, it affects us all. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. So let's have a look at positive and negative. Okay. I'm ready. <laughs> okay. So in the bedroom, and, and we'll talk about heterosexual couples today, because even though the LGBTI community or same-sex couples can be affected by um, uh, stereotypes or gender stereotypes, it's in different ways. Mm. So today I'll just discuss how it affects heterosexual couples because um, LGBTI community has already broken some taboos, so it's easier to break others together with your partner, yeah. not fitting into the, you know, stereotypes. So, But when you are, you know, an alpha male with a feminine female, you might be super turned on by each other at first because uh, you're so different. You're like with an exotic animal. So mm. you're getting that dopamine hit. That and the that's what we love the dopamine hit the chase yeah can't figure them out they're so different why doesn't he tell me how he feels why she feels so much like yeah. <laughs> and so for the first two years it can keep sex very exciting um, it can feel really natural even though it has a lot of it's been our conditioning but after that then it can trap you into a very boring sex life. Mm. And the reason it does this is because generally speaking, females have had more sexual experiences than men because there's more opportunities for sex growing up. Yep. And however, uh, women will usually downplay their experience and say, oh, no, I've only ever had one or two partners before you babed, you know, and they were hopeless and very tiny. <laughs> and-, <laughs> <Yep. laughs> and guys are conditioned to act like they've, you know, had a lot of experience because they don't want to be not seen as a stud because then they'll be seen as, you know, not attractive maybe. They pressure themselves to, you know, oh, yeah, had a lot of partners, babe, you know, that's all right. You're the one. <laughs> yep. <laughs> In, when you break it down, often because women have had more sexual experience in the bedroom, they know more ways that they can be turned on. And, and a woman's sex sexual desire can be more complex Um because we don't have the testosterone, we don't just see visually a man in shorts, we're ready to go, bang, and it's over. We do require the foreplay and all of that stuff. And if if a woman, you know, is inexperienced, she may think you're the best lover in the world, but if she has had a couple of lovers, she might go, oh, okay. So generally women will know better how to have great sex for long term mm. however alpha male or a strong silent type clint eastwood male is unlikely to feel like they could be her student without feeling inadequate or like a failure yeah yeah and i'm you yeah. know i'm reminded of a, of a conversation that we had a little while ago back in 2021 gabrielle which was all, around porn at the time we we're talking about um 
how females and males uh, react to porn and what sort of porn that they like. And what I found really interesting about that discussion was that because women are more cerebral, because they don't have the testosterone, that often their fantasies and things that they would like to explore are a little bit more out there than men's, which I found at the time really interesting, but it makes complete sense. So, you know, we might actually be in our heads a little bit more adventurous than perhaps our male counterpart because we we don't have that testosterone um, that will just, as you say, flick a switch and, you know, you see a short skirt and that's it, you're ready. Uh, so we're actually sort of a little bit more... Um, inventive I guess with with our sexual fantasies and therefore may want to be a little bit more adventurous uh, in the bedroom and if we're in that dynamic of the alpha male and the uh, you know the subservient female I guess that that would be a little bit difficult to get across. Absolutely you're spot on Uh, I've seen so many couples over the years where he'll feel quite threatened if she tries to show him what she likes in the bedroom no matter how well she goes about doing this. Um, And he might just shut down and withdraw. He might start going online, chatting to other women where he can feel like the hero or the boss because, you know, it's new and he can feel like a sex god with them or or he might slut shame his partner. Mm. He might insinuate that, well, I don't want to, if you tried that with your, you know, with Bob, I definitely don't want to do it with you. Or why do you need, why do you need a vibrator? I'm enough. Like what's wrong with you? Uh, Yep. So, so if that happens, then the woman shuts down and withdraws and she might just go into fantasies in her head where she's not really there during sex. She's just giving duty sex or pity sex and she might fake orgasms or, you know, just not be into it. And guys can sense this and they start to lose their, confidence because they don't feel as desirable anymore and they don't realize it's because they're they're not opening open to accepting her as a whole person they want her to fit into this sweet feminine kind of you know um incapable non-assertive little adoring girlfriend when she's got a bit of a tiger side and that that can be, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The best, the best movie I remember showing a guy doing this well, where he, you know, is the movie Wedding Crashes with um, Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn. Yeah, they start they're, they're players and they crash weddings to pick up girls and funerals. You know, <laughs> and funerals. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> But Vince Vaughn finally meets his match in Isla Fisher and at first he's scared of her because she ties him up and does all these weird things in the bedroom. And And Isla Fisher is like five foot tall in real life and, you know, like an absolute. (laughs) (laughs) And Vince Vaughn's like six foot three and a big man and, yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. yeah. intimidated because she's doing all the, what do you call it, the uh, initiating of sex and the chasing and tying him up and trying all these things with him in the bedroom and he's freaking out and trying to get away from her. Yeah. And then eventually he just renders and he, he realises he really enjoys it. <laughs> and then he proposes to her. Yeah. And they, 
And that just won't happen. You can just hear them talking like he was about to propose to her. And, and he said, I've got something to ask you, babe. And she said, oh, my God, do you want to have a threesome with that Brazilian girl as well? And he goes, no, I was going to ask you to marry me. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a really uh, when you can embrace that side of your partner, you know, uh, then you can have quite an amazing sex life for 20, 30, 50 years. Mm. But if you expect your partner to uh, not threaten your ego by stepping out of their traditional or stereotypical gender role, then then your sex life can get quite boring. And it goes the other way too. Some women refuse to step out of their gender role. They'll refuse to um, initiate sex because they've been slut-shamed or they've had sexual trauma in the past. Yeah. And so they've just totally disassociated from their sexual self and they actually only feel desire when the male initiates because they've got a reflected sense of self and they can't actually feel their own sexual desire anymore because they've just, you know, repressed it for so long to be feel safer in the world. So if these things are happening to any of you, it's really good to come see a sex therapist. And then it's coming any, any sexual, uh, you know, new sexual things to try can become can be given from a neutral third person. Yes. That is not threatening any of your feelings of um you know, if that your man doesn't seem alpha enough, could he protect you? And we've got all those weird stories in our head, you know, if if it's too hard for you to get past on your own to accept that males have a feminine and a masculine side or and females have a masculine and a feminine side, come see a therapist. Yes. Don't have a boring sex life forever due yeah. to this. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, in our intimate relationships, there really is no benefit in keeping that mask in place, is there? Um, the magic happens when the mask goes away. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. But so many couples kind of expect each other to keep that mask on. It's very yeah. interesting discussion and certainly very thought-provoking, Gabrielle, and I really thank you for bringing this to the table. And, you know, if we can just look at how we might meet in the middle, uh, as I as I just said before, that's where the magic is and the sweet spot is. And if you need some help doing that, the best thing to do is to go and see a qualified sex therapist such as our amazing Gabrielle Laurie, who can help open these lines of communication and, uh, and get rid of those walls that you might have built up. And on the other side is an amazing and connected sex life. It's definitely a win-win for you both. Oh, so much. Yep. Thank you. <laughs> Gabrielle, thanks so much for joining us once again on After Dark. Want some love and sex advice? Searching for the answer to your complex, confusing or downright awkward questions. The queen of the Newcastle drag scene is in the building. It's time for In Bed with Timberlina on After Dark. Well, it's my favourite time of the week. It's time to welcome back the queen of the Newcastle drag scene, Timberlina, and what an exciting week it is, my friend. Yes. Hello, hello, hello. 
All right. So, uh, you know, the public have spoken. And yet again, uh, after your amazing advice. All right. So here we go. Now, this week was uh, on Monday and you spoke uh, on uh, The Juice, which is my daytime show at 12pm every weekday, people, uh, about coming out and because it was coming out day on Monday. And this question is actually in that vein. So I'm a 21-year-old guy and I want to come out to my parents as pansexual. I love who I love and I don't care about biological sex, gender or gender identity. To me, it's the person that counts, not the packaging they come in. The problem is my parents are very traditional and this would blow their minds. What is the best way to tell them? I think we did actually touch on all of these points on Monday when we when we talked about your coming out story. Uh, but what would be your advice to someone who you know has a fairly traditional family and it might not go down as well as your story did with your family being extremely supportive? Yeah. Did they say they were pansexual? Is that what the Pansexual, said? yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess for me, um, if you have siblings, I don't know if that was in there, but, um, if you have siblings, I would like probably reach out to them because they're probably going to be your like bees knees to be able to help. Um, they usually already on the ball of what's hip and cool and all that kind of stuff. So this probably, they won't even blink an eye to, um, but if not talk to your friends about it, I would, do you know what? I would go to the parent that you feel safest with um, and pull them aside and let them know. Um, and make sure you have like all your evidence because I feel like parents love evidence. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're right. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I would definitely like really have everything like your T's crossed, your I's dotted and everything like that. Just so when they start asking all the weird questions that you have answers for them um because that's what they're going to do and they probably if you do come from a family that's very traditional there's going to be a lot of questions and a lot of hows and whys and everything like that so just make sure you're prepared i guess um mentally and physically i guess because i guess a traditional family can either go two ways i'll totally accept it or there will be some interesting times but i think if you are really worried there's some great people that you can talk to out there i mean you can dm me but um i'm not a actual counselor so i would contact minus 18 or acon health um because they will have some really probably good resources as well for you yeah amazing amazing and uh yeah look i think i think all of your advice is rock solid myself i think you've missed your calling (laughs) thank you (laughs) yeah you can do glitter therapy yeah. You know, I'm going to sprinkle the glitter and everything will be fixed. It'll be amazing. <laughs> I wish. I wish. <laughs> I think glitter like cures everything myself. But, you know, that's just my personality. <laughs> okay. Next question. Mm. What is the line between acceptable fetishes and things that I should seek treatment for? Oh. I mean, I'd like to know the list, but <laughs> yeah. I think I think everything's acceptable in doses, right? Well, I, I think so. I, I don't know if there's like a limit of what's a fetish and what 
you need to seek help about. I just don't think there would be anything. I just, I think you, you're the one to judge that at the end of the day. Um, you're going to know what's right and what's wrong or, um, yeah, I just, I feel like anything goes in a safe environment, right? It does. I mean, look, my, my advice would probably be to uh, Google, is X activity illegal? <laughs> uh, just to make sure uh, that we're not crossing any boundaries there, obviously, of the law. Um, but it's actually quite interesting because last week we were talking to Luke and Cinder from Conscious Couples and they talked about how to get your fantasies into the bedroom, make them a reality. And the key is your favourite word. Come on, hit me. Communication. That's the one. Now, <laughs> because, you know, it's if your partner is on the same page as you and you can have an honest discussion, then, you know, uh, let's not judge here. We're a, we're a non-judgmental space. You know, yeah. you do you, boo. Let your freak flag fly. 100%. As long as it's not illegal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, look, um, yeah, make sure that it's not illegal. And if it's not, then, look, you, you do you. I think that is you know, amazing and makes for some good stories around the campfire, I feel. Yes. Yes. (laughs) All right, last question. Dear Timberlina, I'm still in love with my ex-girlfriend. We were friends before we dated and we did everything together. We talked and texted every day. Uh, Her ex-boyfriend was an arse and treated her very badly. I was fine staying friends and I just enjoyed spending time with her. She had a hard life and she needed joy for once. So eventually things evolved and we started to date and everything was perfect. We got on and then she basically cut me off dead. She said she's still in love with her ex and she couldn't see me anymore. I responded with how hurt I was and she told me not to contact her in any form. Uh, I have respected her wishes and given her space, but I have to ask, is there any way to get her back? No. No. (laughs) No. (laughs) <laughs> succinct no. to the point yeah nah it's done it's done doll it's done um i wouldn't be chasing something that's already ended um put your eggs in another basket and like fly with that i think i think you're wasting your time and energy um you need more positive stuff around you rather than the negative so get rid of them they're not worth your time. Absolutely. And look, I think that sometimes when when we attach ourselves to people who are toxic, as, as your ex-girlfriend obviously has here, that, um, you know, she needs to go on a bit of a journey of self-love because yeah. until she can love herself, she can't love you wholly. And I think that what's showing here is that she is actually bonding and attaching to someone who treat her terribly and that's an issue within her. It's not even about the ex-boyfriend treating her badly. It's about her choices and her self-worth here. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Nailed that? Yeah, I think so. Look, How long was it one? It was. Look, I think that we should uh, set up at Five Sawyers in a corner and um, and and do, you know, therapy sessions, 20 bucks. Louise and Timberlina, <laughs> right, you can have 10 minutes of absolute down-the-line wisdom. It'll save you a fortune. We just cut right to the chase. 
Imagine that the, all the drunk people there on a Saturday night were just sitting in the corner. It'd be like those psychics where you like yeah. pull the curtain back and like come <laughs> <Yeah>. in. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's do it one time. That'd be hilarious, and we can record it. Yep, I think we should. Yep, uh, five Sawyers, we're coming at you, Timberlina yep. and Louise uh, therapy sessions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you once again, my friend, for joining me on After Dark. It's always uh, insightful, but always a hoot. And I just love having you. Thank you once again. Sometimes cheeky, always fun. It's After Dark with Louise Wilkinson. Brought to you by Flirt Adult Store, Hamilton. Well, we certainly hope that we've brought you a little bit of cheeky, a little bit of fun, and a whole load of education tonight on After Dark. I'll be back same bat time next Thursday at 8pm. And make sure that you tune in because if you are looking for the perfect Valentine's gift that will be coming up on the 14th, have we got a show for you. My name's Louise Wilkinson. Thank you, as always, for your company on After Dark. Grab your wine, put your headphones on and relax. It's time to rip open the cover of the sealed section and delve deep. But be warned, it's adults only. It's After Dark with Louise Wilkinson from 8pm every Thursday night. Only on Newcastle Live Radio. Brought to you by Flirt Adult Store Hamilton.